Welcome to today's Rally Point Men's Meeting, where we will be discussing the virtue of courage. Blessed are those who are persecuted for justice sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let's join Pastor Wes Pennington and the men of Rally Point as they discuss this important topic. Bless you. This morning, I want to I wanna talk to you about uh, courage. I want to talk to you about courage and the, uh, the attitude that we go off of for courage is blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, right? All right, start the conversation off. What's, what's courage to you? What is courage? Okay. It's uh, not doing what's popular, but doing what's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Anybody? Anybody else? I think uh, I would look at it as um, doing something, um, even though you might be scared to do it, doing it anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, doing it anyway, right? Even though yep. you're afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, do it afraid. I think I heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Johnny Rubiano? <laughs> I knew I was going to be mixed. <laughs> uh, no, Bobby's right on. You know, it, it, it's going beyond your what everybody's saying, your comfort level, you know, doing things that... Uh, Beyond your safety, be, you know, uh, doing things beyond your comfort level, uh, safety level, you know, all that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andre, any thoughts? Good morning, by the way. Um, Andre, no, we didn't get a chance to get into courage yet when we were in Boston. Uh, that would have been a great question. Um, outwardly, Courage is being separate from the pack, you know, trying to stand up for what's what's right when um, the uh, the rest of everybody is uh, going the way of the crowd. That takes courage. Hmm. I got uh, two left there: Johnny Martino and Johnny Cambio. Either one of you chime in. Johnny C? I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if we, yeah. even if we die, we're not uh, we're not bound to another kingdom. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Hmm. Well, there's the general definition in, in John Rubion, do you have a question? No, I was going to say I think uh, I couldn't think of the word, but it, it's uh, it's it's really about bravery, you know. To, uh, yeah, yeah it is. that would be the key word, you know. Yeah. Being brave to do things that's uh, 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 that's not normal, you know, beyond. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like I look at it too, like like you guys, like first responders, mm-hmm. like, like firemen. Everybody's running away from the fire. The firemen are running away. The police. The police, you know, there's gunshots. Everybody's running the other way, and the police are running towards it, you know. Hmm. Well, John Martino kind of hit the the general definition of courage. Um, Courage is the ability and the willingness to confront fear, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. Intimidation. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple types. <clears throat> there's physical courage, right, which is the face yeah. of physical pain, hardship, death, or threat of death. So that's like what you yeah. just said. Uh, yeah. Firefighter running into a burning building, uh, police officer yeah. running towards shooting, shootings, things like that. 
and and this one here, which is what we're really gonna focus on, is moral courage, right? Which is the yeah. ability to act rightly in the face of popular opposition, shame, scandal, yeah. or discouragement, right? Yeah. Right. This this uh this attitude uh, or this virtue here, um, this attitude is blessed are they who are persecuted. For right. Yeah, for the sake of righteousness. Now, now. Now, does it does it is is that does that cover anyone who's showing courage in the face of persecution? No, to the believers. Yeah. yeah, I think the motive, whatever what their motivation is. Yeah. Well, no, I think I think Ed hit it right on the head. You know, he's he's referring yeah. to he's referring to believers. Yeah. Right. Because 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 you know, yeah, just about anybody can show courage. Right. Right. Um, technically, all of those protesters last night, those marchers, were showing courage. Oh, right. Well, yeah. Right, but, but the problem is, is that, what is that persecution? Why are yeah. they being persecuted? Right. Yeah. For the reason they're being persecuted. Right. And and and, in this case, he's saying, "Blessed are they. Blessed are they who are persecuted." Uh, for justice, for theirs is the kingdom of of heaven, and the justice is the justice, the justice of of Christ, the justice of God, justice of the kingdom of God, right? Because and how do we know that? How do we know that? Right? We know that because he says, "For theirs is the kingdom of heaven," and who can get into heaven? Yeah. Right. Who 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 can get into heaven though? Yeah. Right. Believers. Believers. Yeah. Right, so he's he's speaking to believers here when he says this, right? Yeah. Um, and we know that the kingdom of heaven can't be given to a non-believer, or a non-believer cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, right? right. So, I mean, me personally, um, I think in a lot of situations we 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 see a society that lacks courage. Oh yeah. Um, you know. We lack the ability to confront um, things, especially if it puts our well-being on the line. Yeah. You know, um, if it might mean losing your job, if it might mean you being imprisoned, if it might mean you being disliked or looked down upon, right, or spoken about, um, we become timid in those situations, um, and we and we lack courage. Yeah. But but the sons of God the sons of God um have to have courage. Yeah. Right? We have to we have to operate in this realm, be able to operate in this realm of courage. And you know what I really what I really like about this is is it doesn't it doesn't say that you should never be afraid. Oh no. Just natural fears. Right? Yeah. It doesn't say you should never be afraid. Right, um, which means we're gonna have fear. Yeah. Right, we're gonna have fear. Yeah. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Um, yeah. We're gonna have fear. Right, but it's it's how you it's how you operate in that place of fear. What yeah. what do you do? How do you get over it? How do you move through it? So, um, one of the things that we see, it's easy for me to explain this to you this way. In combat, right? When we go into combat, um, the soldiers have to go into battle, right? Now, some soldiers, and we've seen it in movies and different things. Some soldiers, fear just grips them uh, so tra- so so dramatically that they can't operate. They can't move. They can't do anything. They're frozen, right? And then we see other soldiers who, even though they're afraid, they run into the fray, right, yeah. Well, um, yeah. for the sake of battle. So let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What, what, what can cause you, I guess it's a two-part question, really, because it's what can cause you to be frozen, and then the other part of that is what can cause you or uh, uh, enable you to run into the fray. Right. Let's take that first part. What, what free? What? What do you think? Why? Why might you freeze with fear? Uh, fear of death. 
you know, yeah, you know, you know, you know what we'll do, guys. Let's um, because it's it's just tough to get everybody. So just mute yourselves and then raise your raise your hand so I can that way we can get one voice at a time. Um, I'll no, I'll mute you from here. I'll mute you from here. Don't mute yourself. I'll mute you from here. That way I can unmute you. Um, Johnny Cambio, you had your hand raised? Yeah, I mean, it could be, um, I would think, I would, I was, I've never been in battle in the military, but I would imagine that if I take my eyes off the goal, my eyes, you know, like, if I have, if I have a, um, uh, a mission to accomplish, if I take my eye off the mission, off accomplishing that mission, it's probably easy for the fear to creep in, you know, because now I'm thinking just about me as opposed to, um, what I need to accomplish, you know what I mean? If I'm solely focused on the goal, nothing else, I'm, then I'm not thinking about fear. I'm just thinking about accomplishing the goal. But if I'm not focused on the goal, all of a sudden my focus on what could happen to me, and fear can take over. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Any other thoughts? What What can cause you to freeze? I'm going to come to... Let me come to... I'll come to you next. Ed, Allen, you go ahead. I unmuted you. Go, Allen. I'll come to you next, Ed. I think... Um, thinking too far ahead. You know, just like worrying about the, the future instead of staying in the present moment and, and, and knowing what's going on in the present moment. And, you know, like, the way I can relate this is, uh, you know, I ride a motorcycle... I see a nice curve that I really want to go through. And I think, you know, I'd like to go a little faster through, but then I start thinking, you know, what if I crash? You know? Mm. Mm. But mm. instead of relying, you know, thinking about the times when I did make it, you know, when it was all right, and, you know, different learning experiences, but thinking ahead that I'm going to crash, that will cause me to freeze. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Eddie, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was always fascinated by Civil War things. Guess where I got my book, The Constitution. And uh, over 600,000 men died in that war. And now I'm sitting there thinking, these guys were either crazy or they believed in such a such a, a deal that they would go on these battlefields with 58 caliber lead bullets and anywhere it hit you they either took your arm off your leg or you were dead and yet they kept pressing forward even in battles like Pickett's Charge where they they, they uh, fire these cannonballs that would go or take 20 men out at a time but they kept but the, there were a lot of deserters that meant that they froze and went backwards. Now, anytime you have a big fear of death, that's a natural fear. But I think most of the fears that we have are just the fear of failing. Hmm. Fear of failing. Hmm. All right. All right. I see you. I see you, Johnny. uh, Johnny Martino coming to you right now. Unmute yourself, Johnny. Go ahead. John Martino, unmute yourself. Go ahead. Uh, uh, soldier or troop. 
Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I like I like I like the conversation we're having here. Definitely bringing up some stuff for me. Um, okay, Bobby, unmute yourself. Go ahead. That's interesting. It's an interesting. That's an interesting thought because, um, is it possible that a Christian could be frozen in fear? That have that have total faith in God. That yeah. believes deeply in our Lord Jesus Christ, but still yeah. be frozen in fear. I believe so. So is it? So then, is it a lack of faith, um, that is causing them to freeze up? Um. Andre, Andre, come on in. Um, in the context of uh, the the way you you're phrasing the question, in a um, as a Christian, um, you know we we have the spirit of spirit of uh, God in us, right? So there's body, there's body, mind, and soul. So, um, you cannot be be afraid, um. With, when you're in the spirit of God, but as it goes through you, when you when it gets to the physical sense, that's where the fear, that's where you possibly can uh, can have that fear. But if you're if you're um, if you're not renewing your mind, um, it comes out in these in, in the, the the body context. But, it's, but as we renew our minds, uh, our hearts. Our hearts look more towards him. We, you know, it says fear not. So, um, it's you know, it's hard if you because we 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 um we we wrestle with with, with this whole thing. But if you know, we our fears are in our physical sense. But if um if we're in uh, the spiritual sense, we fear not. So it, it's uh it's. It depends on where you, you know, where you are at that time, because we're called to renew our mind by reading and studying. So, you know, we shouldn't fear. Okay. All right. Um, well, what causes, what enables a person to, uh, to move forward in the face of danger, face of death? Hold on one second. Coming right to you, uh, Johnny Cambio. Yeah, Johnny. Um, I, I, it just popped in my mind. When did Peter have fear of the waves? When he was walking on the water. When when he took his eyes off Christ and looked at the water. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So if I can keep my focus on Him and who I am in Him, that kind of alleviates. Uh, it's a lot of fear. So, so you're going kind of with uh, Bob Scalise's thought, right? Because that's basically because Jesus then says to him, you know, Peter, why did you doubt? Right? So faith, right? right. Him being able to walk on the water for faith. Okay? Any other thoughts? What would cause a person or allow a person 
to operate in the face of uh, fear. I'm going to come to you, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. Well, one of the things... I, I see you, Johnny. I'm going to come to you. Okay. One of the things I struggle with as far as fear goes, I don't have a lot, but I generally have a fear of the unknown, you know? That, that's about it. That's everybody, brother. <laughs> Maybe I'm everybody. I don't know. It's a, it's a good, it's a good question, but it's an honest one. I, you know, you fear the unknown. Amen. Somebody's asking to jump off a ten-story building with a gun in your head. You probably be scared. <laughs> but isn't isn't um, you know, not to not to not to sidetrack, and not to bring this to a sidebar, but. Isn't um isn't what we do isn't faith isn't faith kind of like it's it's you being in a dark room and being on the edge of a cliff and asking to take a step off the the cliff right um not knowing if you're going to find solid purchase or if you're going to fall to your your death um you know so i mean we uh i, I I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around, um, because you make a good point, John, uh, Cambio, and Bob, when you say faith, right? Um, but Peter, uh, falling into the water, and Jesus said, "Why did you doubt?" It didn't take away the fact that he believed. He still believed in who Jesus was, right? It's just the level of faith he had in that moment winged, right? And that's not, that's not going to prevent him from getting into heaven. Follow me? Um, he's still going to get there, right? But his effectiveness, his ability to move mountains, right, wanes on the amount of courage he can display and, 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 and would display later on in his life, right? Um, John Martino. Unmute yourself. Come on in. John Martino. Unmute yourself, Johnny. Okay. All right, God, you're, you're there. I was, just, I was just thinking of Philippians 4. It says, uh, it says, don't be anxious about anything. It says, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So instructed not to be anxious about because with the peace of God, which transcends, which goes beyond all our all our understanding, will will guard our hearts and our minds. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm I'm hearing it, and I agree, I agree. But the reality is, is that we're still gonna experience fear, and the reality is we're still gonna have uncertainty, as, as much as the word says we shouldn't, right? As much as it says that we should not fear, as much as it says that we should walk with the grace and power of God, we're still gonna experience these things because we're human, right? Get it, John. Yeah, I was going to say, remember a couple of weeks ago, I was sharing my, my revelation about keeping your eyes off the water. Um, and the water is always going to be there. It's always going to be, like you said, like a, a sidebar, but the emphasis of our attention, the focus of our attention has to be on has to be on, on Christ. Even though knowing that the water is there, that, yeah. that's where our, uh, that's where our, our uh, conference. Yeah. Yep. Comes yep. Who's who's our biggest enemy? Who who who's our who's our biggest enemy? Um Bob Scalisi, hold on a second. If you unmute yourself. I would say ourselves. Ourselves. I agree. I agree. Now, Satan is our is our probably number one enemy, right? But we have God and the angels and everybody to go against him, right? But Satan, what does he do to combat us, right? He usually uses us against us, right? Oh, yeah. So we become our, our worst and biggest enemy, 
right? So, when we're talking about the realm of courage, and we're talking about what freezes us and what allows us to go into the face of danger, into the face of persecution, um, does self have anything to do with it? Andre? Come on in, Andre. Yep, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Our fears open the door for Satan to, to come at us. You know, so it is person. It is person. I mean, uh, if you go if you go back to, uh, I believe it's Daniel, and um, he's, and, and he, we, the reference is the, the, the prince of Persia, okay? The prince of Persia is the devil, okay? But, you know, we open ourselves to, to that fear, and, and we let Satan come in, and, and, he, and he destroys us. I'm not, you know, if, that, if that's what you're referring to. Well, I mean, you know, in, in, in the in the in the the simplest form, right? Because I mean, we a lot of times we'll, we want to take all the concepts that we've learned about Christianity and about Jesus Christ, and we we want to try to make those things apply. But really, it all really simply comes down to the simplest form most times, which is us, right? And and and. The thing that causes someone to fear is, you know, a little bit what Eddie said, the unknown, right? Um, and what's the word I want? Protection of self. Protection of self, right? I want to live. Right? I want, I want to live. And, 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 and because I want to live... I know it's foolish to run into this, a storm of bullets, right? So that fear overcomes me that I could die, right? And freeze me, right? The fear because I'm now in that moment, I'm focused on self, right? And the moment that Peter stepped out of the boat and was walking towards Jesus and he started looking at the waves and stuff, it wasn't so much the waves and everything that kind of got him. It was the fear that he now could drown. And as he's falling in the water, it became a fear about self. Right? Help me, Lord. Right? It, it always comes back to us. Right? So, so the fear that, man, something bad could happen to me here. Right? Um, I could die. I could get arrested. I could lose my job. It, it comes back to self. And that fear overwhelms us and it causes us to freeze in the midst of action right so quite naturally right what's the thing that would allow us to move forward in the face of danger in the face of 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 fear right that's having something greater than myself right to look at something greater than me to focus on all right, here's a great example. And I don't know if you guys heard my last sermon that a couple weeks ago, um, I spoke about it. So when I was in Desert Storm, right, um, we knew we were going to war. Right? They gave us real ammo, real bullets. I had a, a lower rocket right, strapped on my back. I'm ready, geared up for war, going to battle. Right? So now, quite honestly, the thought comes, well, you could die in this. Right? You may not come home. Right, so, so, so now the question comes, how do I operate in the midst of this overwhelming fear that you could die, right? Things could go wrong for you. So as I'm trying to process this, um, you know, I'm a soldier. I'm ready for war. I've been trained, highly trained. But yet there's still this fear. I, I, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, am I going to die here? And, you know, it's, it's funny. And as I, the more I, I think about this, the more I, I realize his angle and what his angle did for me. Right? He didn't say to me yes or no um, that you would die or wouldn't die. He, he, he said, what does it matter? Right. Yeah. yeah. He said, what does it matter? And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you could 
you can die in your bed at home, nice and comfortable, or you can die out here in, in the desert. It's up to me when you come home. And I was like, whoa, I don't have any control over that. That's, that's in God's hands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and if, it's in, if it's in his hands, then I, don't know, I no longer have to worry about it. Right? It's out of my hands. If it's meant for me to die here, it's going to happen anyway. It's his will. If it's, if it's not, then it's not his will, and I'm not going to. Right? And it allowed me to operate in the face of fear. As a matter of fact, it took away my fear because now I no longer thought about myself, but I thought about someone or something greater. Right? It was in God's hands. Right? It was, it was about Christ and about Jesus and about our Father. And, and then the thing that I think uh, had to be the Spirit of God that told me to pray and ask. Right? So that I might be comforted in that moment. And, and it's weird because, like I said, his words weren't so comforting. <laughs> he, didn't say, he didn't say, you know, no, you're not going to die here. Right? He could have taken that right away. But instead, no, it was more about rely on me and not the situation. Right? And I, and I think a lot of times when we find ourselves gripped with fear and unable to move um, in the face of it, it's because we're trying, we're, we now fell into the place where we rely on self versus relying on Jesus Christ and our Lord Savior. And, that's, and that's, that's, that's a powerful thing. So here's my question. What's, what's righteousness have to do with this? What's righteousness have to do with Alan, I'm going to come to you because you're, you're quiet in the dark over there. I can barely hear you, see you. So... Hear me, huh? I can hear you. What? I think um, the righteousness, and I, I was just thinking something else while you were talking, and I don't, I don't know if I got this right, but if, if, you, if you were a running back in a, in, a, in a football game, and the play is, okay, West, Pastor West, we're going to give you the ball, you're going to go to the C slot. The natural thing is to, for person would be to see daylight through that stuff. But the way God works is kind of you have the blockers and the other team members are pushing and pulling the opponents to one side or the other. And you don't see daylight the sea slot. You say, well, I'm going over here. You might trip over your own teammates' feet because they're pulling from the sea slot to get you where you needed to go. So I think this whole thing is keeping our eye on the committing to a purpose hmm. and how committed we have to purpose decides on whether we freeze or we keep going. Hmm. If, we, if we become uncommitted, we freeze hmm. because our eye is not that goal hmm. where we need to go. Hmm. So that's, yeah. that's my thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah, you know, I think that you, I think that you hit on a good point. Um, because one of the things that uh, allowed me to even feel right about war was I had to have the proper perspective, right? So in my mind, if I'm fighting against tyranny, right, and I'm fighting for the freedom that I so enjoy, right, then it's important to me that my, my loved ones, it's important to me that my wife, my daughter, my mother, my brothers, my friends, all have that freedom that we so enjoy. And, 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 and guess what? Being willing to put my life on the line for that, right? For the purpose of that, right? How many of us are willing to put our lives on the line for the purpose and cause of Jesus Christ? Yes. Right? Yeah. Eddie, I see your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You just asked the question. What does righteous have, righteousness have to do with this? I have the answer right here in 510. It says the kingdom of heaven, of heaven will be theirs. That's a promise, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, amen. 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 So yeah. true. So true. It says the, the, kingdom, the kingdom of heaven will be theirs, right? Those who, yeah. who uh, endure and go through the persecution, right? So... 
righteousness is being in right alignment with God, right? So if we're if we're in right alignment with God, if we're in relationship with God, right? Then then that allows us to be able to put more of our trust and confidence in him. Right? Because we have a relationship with him. We know him. We know what he has done in our lives. We know what he can do, what he will do. So that allows us to put more trust in God so that we can walk on water. Right? As long as our eyes stay fixed, we, we, we become disciplined in keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of storms and danger. And it allows us to walk through it even though our hearts are beating fast, our emotions are high because we're in fear of what could happen. Right? We're able to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and we're able to walk through it. Right? But we have to be in right alignment. We have to be, you know, we have to be considered, we have to be in this place called righteousness where we're in right and good alignment with God. If, if you ever notice, right, and I don't know about you, but I, I can speak for myself on this. So in, in times when I'm not right with God, right, my anxiety flares through the roof. Um, fearful, fearness easily overtakes me, right, because... Because I'm not in good standing, I'm not not walking in the right place. So I know that now I'm I'm I'm, I'm not solid any longer, and because of that, um, those other things now can come in and take hold of me. But when I'm in good standing with God, when I'm when I'm walking with Him in relationship, right, no longer those anxieties are gone, right. And even if I do have a tinge of fear that comes over me, I'm able to walk through it because. My trust is in Him. My eyes are on Him. Right? And I'm able to walk through fear. Right? And because of that, I'm considered holy. Right? So, righteousness is being in good standing. Holiness is walking in good standing. Right? Walking in the right way. Walking the right walk. Right? When we're walking the right walk and we're in good standing with God, so we're righteous and holy. Right? Now we have the, all the tools that it takes to fight through and get through uh, a persecution, right? And will we go through persecution? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely we will. If, 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 if you profess and claim the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will find yourself set apart. You will find yourself an outlier in the midst of people because you're different. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I just, I, I'm observant, right? And last night, so we had, we had all the troopers had a, a briefing at two o'clock and um, there's about 150 of us there. And I'm standing there, you know, um, waiting for the briefing and you know, I, I, I know them all. Right? Nick coming by, hey, how you doing, Sergeant? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? But after a while, I noticed that I'm kind of standing there by myself. Right? And you have groups of guys, kind of different groups of guys, different places, right? And, and, um, and I'm looking around and I'm saying, hmm, what's, what's strange about this? Or what's weird about this? Right? And, and it, wasn't a, it wasn't a color thing. At least I don't believe it was. Um, I think it was just a thing where I'm separated. I don't have the same common interests. I don't have the same. I don't have the same uh, likes. I don't. I can't communicate in the same way, right? Because I'm not talking about going out and getting beers. I'm not talking about going to the strip club. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the things that they're discussing, right? So that puts me on the outside. That separates me. From everyone else. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with that. All right, uh, because I think a lot of the problem is sometimes we're not okay with that. And we want to be a part of the group. We want to be a part of the boys. And so we allow ourselves to join in with those conversations. Even though they feel awkward to us. Even though we feel out of place. You ever been in those situations? Were you with... People and they're yep. talking, having a conversation. You just feel out of place in that conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Get Alan? That, uh, that being in the wrong conversation and things like that feel actually worse than being alone. Because I'm not alone when I'm alone, I'm with God. So Amen. that feels actually worse. <laughs> yeah. So, so fear alone isn't a problem, right? I mean, that's a natural emotion that God's put in us. And sometimes I think it actually protects us from some stuff. Um, so fear alone isn't a bad thing, right? In Matthew 14, it says, um, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking in the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Right? Again, keeping their eye on Jesus. Right? Philippians 1, verses 18 and 20 says, But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives of true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. See, that's that's the thing I think that we lack. That's why that's why we have fear when we fall into that place of, of thinking about self. Because when we think about self, we're worried about outcome. Right? We're worried about outcome. I'm gonna be destroyed after this is over. How am I gonna look? What's gonna happen? Right? We're worried about outcome. But when I know in my heart that God's working it out for my deliverance. For my best interest, I don't have to worry about outcome any longer. I don't have to worry about it. He's working it out for me. So however this ends, it's going to end in my benefit. One way or the other. And, and I'm not saying that, hey, every situation you go into, that you're going to come out, um, you know, shining brightly. No, it might be a learning opportunity. You still might have to go through some struggle and some pain. Right, but it's gonna come out and it's still gonna work out to your best interest. Because God's thoughts and God's concerns are way higher and way deeper than ours. Right? And what he sees as uh improvement, we might see as falling backwards. <laughs> you know, but that's but that's 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 why we need courage. That's why we need men that are willing to say, you know what? In the face of all of this, I I, I, I love my Lord. In the face of all of this, I'm gonna see Jesus in this. All right? Um, I think a couple weeks ago I asked I asked, or maybe some maybe like a month ago I asked, how many of you guys want to see God in everything, in all things? See, when we're really focused on Jesus, when we're really focused on Him. And, and our hearts go out to him We search for him We seek him in everything Right And if I'm seeking and searching for him in everything Then when I'm in those situations Where fear comes in When anxiety comes in um, I'm going to be able to find him And put my focus on him And I'm going to be able to operate In the face of fear That's courage That is courage Right No matter what it is No matter how big or how small It is That's courage Right. And, and, and I think there's times when we lack courage. We men of God lack courage. Right. Um, I'll be honest with you. There was times last night where I wanted to just pull some of those kids and give them a hug. Right. But, you know, they're walking by in the crowd and it, it's like tough for me to kind of isolate them to be like, hey, come here and let me talk to you for a second. Right. Um, as they, you know, displaying their anger and their fear, right? Their fear. And they have a, 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 they have, it's a natural fear and they have a right to be afraid because they're afraid of what they see, right? What, what's happening in the world, 
right? But if they knew the statistics, if they knew the data, right, they wouldn't be afraid anymore. If they knew that, that if they knew the amount of contacts that police have with individuals on a daily basis, those contacts compared to the few incidences where bad things happen are minuscule. So there's a greater chance that something bad's not going to happen to you with the contact with the police, right? But I, I get it. I get it. I don't care if the, if the odds are one-eighth of a percentage, right? That still can happen to me, right? So, so there's a fear, and I get that fear, right? But there has to be something greater that we focus on, that we see, that we're putting our hope in, right? Even at the risk of our life, right? It's still got to be worth it. People will give their lives for a good cause, right? But I, I go even deeper and I say, we've already given your life, right? You've already given your life. So you can't, you can't now take it back. <laughs> you've, you've given it. So it's, it's like in the old days, right? So you, you swear to the, uh, your loyalty to the king, right? You swear your, or everything that you have is the king's. So if the king were to order you to give up your life, then you should be willing to do that, right? That was, I mean, that's how deep that is. I know that's a foreign concept for us. But is that not what we've said when we've given our lives over to Jesus? Is that not... The, the the deal we made when we sat we, we gave ourselves up for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ when he gave us a new heart and a new mind and he called us a new name and he says you're a new creation you're new right and that new creation now is a part of the kingdom of Christ and now our lives are forfeited to him but the good news about that is as much as for us 21st century people that sounds kind of absurd and crazy right the good news is is we don't have a king that will abuse that right we don't have a king uh that will take advantage of that right we have a king that would honor that yeah. and and a king that would that would uh bless that and if we show courage in those times that we show courage guess what what let me ask you guys uh, um what happens or what does God do for you when you show courage in the face of persecution in the way that it is here in this scripture? Persecution meaning for the sake of Christ, right? Because you can be persecuted for doing stupid things, right? That's not godly. I, I can't help you in those situations. <laughs> when I'm talking about, I'm talking about when you're persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for the sake of justice sake, for the sake of Christ, what does God do? Comforts you. He comes in, he comforts. Okay, what else? What else? Just, um, I, I'm i going to unmute everybody because we're getting close anyway uh, to time. So if you mute it yourself, unmute yourself. I'm going to unmute you from this end. Um, what, what else does he do? That's all. Hey, hey, that's great. That's awesome, and I can't yeah. wait for that day, right? But why yeah. does he want? Why does he want us to be courageous right here on Earth? Uh, maybe I. I mean, just, I'm, I'm trying to think quick here, but to show others um, that it's okay to do it, and that we're covered by you know in the blood of Christ, and that we're gonna be, we're gonna get through it. Yeah. And others will see that. So do you think that do you think that our number one role our number one role in Christianity is to be supportive of each other? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Really? It's also making a John John Cambio, you look you look like maybe not so much. 
Ah, yeah. It's like I, I was thinking the same thing that Bob Felicia was just saying. <clears throat> that our courage. It, it's funny, like um, if there's a small group of people and there's potential danger, and then a leader steps up and says, you know, we're taking that hill or whatever, and they see the courage of something like an Audi Murphy. I mean, it causes yeah. it causes other people's courage to rise up too, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I think it probably does go along with what Bob said, like like we're showing others courage that we have in Christ, and that, that seems to be part of the Great Commission, you know, um, that others would see Christ in us. And I, I remember the end of that that that, that I think the movie. Um, remember the name of the movie but right at the end right at the end of the movie uh when jesus ascended to heaven uh and peter turned around and said to everybody he said okay let's go we got a lot of work to do mm. you know and it was kind of like like we're getting this done you know what i mean and it just showed it, it kind of pulled courage out of other people because he was showing courage you know right yeah you mentioned the uh the great the great commandment, right? Which love is which Lord. is what? Love the Lord with all that heart. I mean, the great, not the great, not the great commandment, the great commission, which is what? Yes. Yes. He can save the gospel to all the world, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. We're to be, be fishers of men. Okay. So, yeah. so the great commission is to go out and preach the gospel to all the world, right? Yes. Right. So. If the Great Commission is to go out and preach the gospel to all the world, right, then that would that would go to stand that probably our number one mission would be to go out and take territory. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the Great Commission. Go take territory. Yeah. Go preach the yeah. gospel. Right? Yeah. And and, and, and that, that's going to take courage. That's going to take courage yeah. to do. Yeah, you know, we're, we're called to support each other as Christians, absolutely. But but your number one call is to go out and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Go tell others about Jesus Christ. Go spread it throughout the world. And that's going to take courage, right? And that's why yeah. God needs some men that are courageous, that are courageous uh, enough yeah. to go into the places where no one else wants to go to preach the gospel. Yeah. Courageous enough to talk to... To uh, uh, people on the street, talk to uh, a mob, a riot mob, you know, about Jesus Christ. Right? Courageous enough to go to places where no one else wants to go. Where God knows he can send you because you're courageous enough to go. And, and here's what happens. See, I asked you what happens. So here's what happens. When we show courage, right? When we show courage, God takes us and he does mighty things. He does impossible things he does miraculous things in our lives and through us so that others yeah. masses are affected by what we do yeah see if peter had kept his eye on jesus and walked out to jesus peter probably i mean peter could have told mountains to crumble before him and mountains would have crumbled yeah all right because because the power and the anointing of god flows in, in those that are courageous Because God wants to show his power God wants to show his ability To move in his people God wants to show that he is with us And that if you're a man of God That he's got you Because whenever you do something He's glorified by that So he wants to show that So when we step out courageously To proclaim his name To proclaim him He comes in powerfully And he anoints it And then he gives us uh, more trust, more ability, so that we can do greater things. Yeah, so that yeah. nothing is too small for you, nothing is too yeah. big for you. Yeah. That's courage. That's what courage does. Yeah. That's what God does for you when you display courage. Vice versa, when we don't display courage, it's kind of like like building blocks. Okay, so we like have to go back and start over again. And we have, to, and He has to say, okay, I gotta, I gotta get you back to this point because we gotta get past here, and it's gonna take some courage yeah, to get past true. this. Yeah. Right. A lot of times we get stuck in, in places because we don't have the courage to get through it. We don't have the courage to, to do what needs to be done to take care of it, right? 
So because of that, we get stuck there. And God says, okay, well, I'm patient. We can stay here until you have the courage and the faith in me that I'll get you through this. Right? And that's in our, that's in our everyday lives. It's in our everyday lives. Right? Having the courage to say, Lord, I, I just, right now, I, I don't have the strength. Right now, I, I'm feeling a little fearful, Lord. And I just, I need you to help me, give me strength to get through this. So that I can, I can go higher and deeper in you. So that I might glorify you. So that I may lift you up. Hmm. Yeah. Amen. And that's the courage we need. Yep. And that's the courage that we don't see today. Yeah. Right? That's the courage we don't see. We don't see the courage of men of faith or even women of faith stepping into the yeah. fray. Yeah. And saying, hey, Mr. Officer, uh, get your uh, knee off his neck. Because it's not right. Uh, hey, don't, you can't steal that woman's purse. Hey, you know, how you're treating that person is not right. It's not just. Right? See, because here's the thing, right? Even though we might be doing something that to the world looks like we're just doing something that's just to the world, but because we're coming with a heart of Christ, we're doing something that's just to the Lord. Hallelujah. It always comes back to the heart, right? Our motivation for doing it, right? And if we're coming with the heart of Christ when we do it, then all of a sudden now God gets glorified. Yeah, true. And now we become stronger. We become more courageous for the next thing. That's right. Right? Because he's going to bring something a little bit bigger next time. Say, okay, hey, man, you did a great job on that last one. So I, I got this bigger thing for you to do. Are you courageous enough to step into that? Yeah, right. And then I'll, I'll just share. Uh, uh, I'll end on this because we're at our time now. I feel like we can go on with this. And maybe we'll continue this conversation uh-huh. next. Not next week, but the week after. Um, yeah. So when we started Rally Point, right, we started Rally Point and, and, you know, we were having our meetings and we're starting to grow in number. And uh, the Lord says to me, it was weird because it had nothing to do with Rally Point. He, he says, I want you to put on a, a Christmas concert at the church. So it's kind of a big undertaking to do it. So I'm like, huh. All right, I'll do it, Lord. So we we put together, we got all these bands together, got committees together, started working on putting together this Christmas conference, a concert with uh, food and all that stuff, getting people uh, to come and all of that, right? And it was a success. Yeah. So once once the Christmas concert was over, I kind of I'm kind of doing an exhale, and I'm like, oh, whew, man. All right, that's all. I can relax now. He said, no. No, I don't want you to relax because you did a good job with that, right? And I took courage to do that. So now, the reason why I had you do that is because I want you to put a conference together for these men. Right? And that's what allowed our first conference to happen. Right? Because I could not have stepped into the realm of doing a conference had I not done the concert. Does that make sense? So as we step from one place where God allows us to be courageous in it and we're successful there, then he brings us into a bigger place where we can be successful in the next big thing yeah. that we need to do yeah. in our lives, in our calling, right? And that's... Yeah, 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 you have to practice, right? And we practice with the small things, right? So that we can do the bigger things later. Yeah. Amen. Any thoughts or questions before we sign off? We'll, we'll continue this call, this conversation in a couple of weeks, guys, when we come back. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, right. Remember, um, remember, next week is the uh, yeah the, the panel, right? Um, which is going to be powerful. Ten Yeah, ten a.m. Um, I extend my invitation to you guys if you want to be a part of the audience. Definitely welcome to come yeah. to Restoration Church. Um, I think it's just yeah. going to be. I think it's something that's needed. This is going to take courage. Because it's going yeah. to take courage for these men to speak truth, right, and to address the hearts of the issues. Okay? Uh, so what's now, so uh, when you say that, uh, can we go to Restoration Church, like with masks? Or, yeah, no, you there... Yeah, you can come and be part of the audience. Oh, okay, so is, it, is there a cap? Is there a certain limit? Um, 
I'm sure there'll be a limit, but I don't think that we're going to open it up. Like, we're not going to tell everybody that it's open. Okay. It's going to be pretty much by invite. Gotcha. So that way we don't have an overabundance of people. So, okay. so, okay. so that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm inviting you guys. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, hey, Andre, you mind praying for us? Pray us out? Sure. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for that measure of faith that you've given us. Thank you for listening in today to today's Rally Point Men's Meeting. When we talked about courage, blessed are those who are persecuted for justice sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May you show courage in your life today and may God shine down on you. Bless you and thank you.